Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 18 from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host Wa'il and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Now, speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Also, if you want to learn about the release dates, uh, you know, the break dates, uh, uh, all the, you know, upcoming announcements, the, 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 the episode titles ahead of time, all these things, you can follow me on Instagram at Delving into Islam Podcast. Again, Delving into Islam Podcast for all the upcoming announcements. Uh, now, uh, what is Delving into Islam Q&A? Delving into Islam Q&A is a shorter uh, type of episode where I answer your questions directly. And uh, now, before I, I get into today's question, I just want to let you guys know that I'm, I'm traveling. I'm currently traveling right now. And uh, I'm literally back and forth uh, traveling, and this is gonna go on until the, the you know the end of August, even the beginning of September. So that's why uh, I will be, uh, inshallah, uh, catching up on all the you know Q and A uh, emails, and inshallah releasing them as much as possible. But then inshallah later on I will be. Uh, you know, recording the the new the new topics like the, the, our regular topics, uh, continuing the 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 major signs, you know, of the day of judgment. But yeah, so this is so currently, inshallah, I'll be answering a lot of your questions, inshallah, and that shall be beneficial, inshallah, to all of us. Now, today's question comes to us from uh, Sister Tasnia, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm pr- uh, mispronouncing your name. Uh, now, Sister Tasnia is, uh, I already got back to her and we already communicated and I already talked to her uh, uh, about, you know, her question. Uh, and, you know, we, we already, you know, like I gave her all the proof and all these things that she needed. However, regarding, uh, you know, the question itself, I realized that um, a lot of people might need to know this. Now, to, to start off, let me let me explain to you first. Let me tell you the question, and of course, it's from you know the title. Uh, you know, if you haven't guessed it yet, uh, Sister Tesnia was listening to one of my you know uh, of the previous episodes, and then she, I, I believe it was the episode of the angels or something like that. Uh, she heard me talking about that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hands, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, you know, a foot, he has fingers, and she was kind of surprised, and she's like, what are you talking about, you know, can you please provide, uh, you know, proof, and rightfully so, of course, and, uh, you know, so that was basically, you know, the interaction, and I already sent uh, sent her the proof, and then even the, the translation and the explanation in English and all these things, right? So yeah, that is that is you know we we got that covered, but technically today's episode or today's Q and A is is not directed towards Sister Tasnia herself. It's directed towards those who, first of all, who might not know, right? Those who might not know that this is actually a fact, 
and also it's directed to those who consider that us or any anybody saying that Allah has hands or Allah has feet is blasphemous and they are out there i promise you again my my the, the episode today or the the, the answering the, the 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 question today is directed towards those who believe that it's blasphemous to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hand or a foot or fingers it's blasphemous you can you're not even allowed to say that right and again i've i've been talking to people who had this some sort of you know that that sort of mentality right you cannot say that this is this is it's outrageous and also there are people out there who don't know the answer like it does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have a hand does he have you know a foot or feet like what, what's going on so again mainly today I'm, I'm responding to you know that group of people that group group of muslims so yeah now before we get into you know the attributes of allah regarding his hands feet and whatever we have to understand a very critical rule in our religion which is this you cannot make ta'wil on behalf of allah what does that word mean what, what does ta'wil mean you cannot make assumptions you cannot make metaphors so if allah says i have hands and allah does say i have hands if allah says you know that he has feet. So the Prophet said that Allah has feet. If the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fingers. If Allah says I have any of these things and you come and say, No, 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 no. That's not what it's meant. It's not physical hands. It's just it's meant that you know Allah is capable of creating. Some people actually take those verses and they literally manipulate the text. They say, No, Allah meant that. Now, with all due respect, I'm not. I'm, by the way, I'm not addressing uh, our sister Taznia here. I'm addressing people in general who do that type of act, that wheel, right? Which is making metaphors on behalf of Allah, or claiming that Allah's statements are metaphors without Allah actually telling us that those are metaphors. This is a major sin in Islam. This is a big deal because you are belying Allah. You're literally saying what Allah said. Mm, that's not what Allah meant. Let me tell you what Allah meant. Are you kidding me? Because I know that a lot of people out there, they say, no, no, no. Allah doesn't have feet. It's a metaphor. Allah does not have hands. It's a metaphor for something else that Allah is capable of creation. What? Who told you that? So you're claiming that Allah does not have hands. Well, we cannot talk about Allah's physically, you know? Well, yeah, but Allah is the one telling us. Now, here's the rule. We do not describe Allah because we not, do not know what Allah looks like. We will never know until we see Him, inshallah, on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. However, Allah gave us a few hints regarding His attributes, regarding His essence, His physical essence. Allah has an essence. Allah is not a spirit. Allah is not a soul flying around. Allah has a body, an essence, a physical essence. Allah. Allah has a that. That in Arabic means an essence. Okay, Allah has hands. We will get we'll get to that. But like, yes, Allah said that He has hands. Allah has feet. Allah has fingers. We have to. We are. It's obligatory as Muslims to affirm the attribute, to affirm the sifa. It's called the sifa, the attribute. Whatever Allah told us He has, we have to affirm it. It's obligatory. You have it's literally the scholars they say it in Arabic, it's bad to that. 
You have to ithbat that. You have to affirm the attribute. Affirm the essence of Allah. Whatever tells Allah tells us about his essence, his physical description, we have to take it and affirm it. Not say it's a metaphor. Because Allah never said it was a, metaf- a metaphor. The Prophet never said it was a metaphor. Who are we? And, and, and who we are to say that, oh, it was a metaphor. What do you know that the Prophet didn't know? Do you understand? So this is unacceptable to do the opposite. It's unacceptable to say Allah does not have hands. But Allah said he has hands. No, he didn't mean that. How do you know? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said before in, in, in man Allah. Who is this guy? This actually happened. There were two brothers. One of them was a worshiper, and one of them was a someone who is just straight away from Allah. He is not related to Islam. He's not does not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So and I, I believe this was before the time of the Prophet. Now that brother literally went to his to, to, to the believer brother and he basically went uh, and he told him hey i'm doing this i'm doing that and he's describing him his situation so the believer that the worshiper looked at his brother and he said allah will never forgive you for this what are you doing to yourself you know what are you doing to yourself this is this is your mess basically you know i'm paraphrasing here then Allah responds that the Prophet is telling us the story. Who's speaking on my behalf? Who are you to go and say to someone, You will never be forgiven? Who is that who's making claims about Allah? Then Allah literally said, Everything talking to the believer, everything you've done is invalid, and I shall forgive your brother. It's a lesson to be learned. You do not tell people who Allah will forgive and who wouldn't forgive. Yes, we have signs. If you die upon uh, you know, shirk, you shall never be forgiven. Allah said that. We have to affirm what Allah says. But we speak from our own minds, we cannot do that. Same thing when it comes to describing Allah. You cannot describe Allah because you do not know. However, you know that Allah has hands because Allah said so. You know that Allah has feet because Allah said so. You know Allah has fingers because Allah said so. You're saying that he doesn't have, you're belying Allah. You're doing ta'wil. Okay, so I just want to make that rule clear. Also, we affirm that Allah has hands. We have to affirm that Allah has hands. However, Allah's hands are nothing like our human hands. Do not compare. Do not try to imagine Allah's hands. Because Allah said what? Laysa kamithlihi shay'. Allah is unlike anything you've ever experienced, you've ever known, you've ever even imagined. So, you know, give your mind a break. Don't even think about because our imagination it comes from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah did not give you the ability to even imagine Him. You do not have that in your mind. You, you don't have that ability. Allah did not give you that ability. So when Allah says, that means no matter how or how far you go with your imagination, you will just make your mind, you will exhaust your mind. That's all you're going to do. You will never be able to. Imagine Allah because you don't know what Allah looks like. You will never know until the day of judgment. If you are from the lucky ones, inshallah, are the blessed ones. So when we say Allah has hands, don't think, don't try to even imagine Allah's hands because you'll never know or even be close to imagining what the Allah's hands look like. Do not think that they are out like our hands. Allah's feet is nothing like our feet. Allah's uh, uh, fingers, nothing like our fingers. So we have to also be very disciplined. We know that He has hands. Divine hands. Allah has divine hands. Allah has his God hands. Only He's the only one of He's the only divine. He's the only God. 
he has hands that unlike anyone else. So just, you know, put your, that to rest. Do not even think about it. Allah is, te- is the one telling us that. Right? So, yes, we affirm the attribute. However, we do not try to compare it to anything that we know or anything human or anything that we could even imagine. Okay? Now, let me go now to answer the, the actual question to, to get the, you know, the proof. Now, the first, uh, let's talk about the hands. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the chapter of Salat, verse number 75, Allah's talking to Satan. He's saying, what stopped you? When Remember when Satan refused to prostrate to Adam? Allah said what? What stopped you, Satan, from prostrating to someone that I created with my bare hands, with my hands? With my bare hands. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَالَتَ الْيَهُودُ يَدُ اللَّهُ مَغْلُولَ خُلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَلُعْنُوا بِمَا قَالُوا the, 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 the Jews, the children of Israel, they said what? Allah's hands are cuffed. We're basically trying to force Allah to send us another prophet because that's what, how they plotted against Jesus Christ. We basically kind of, you know, we're forcing Allah's hand. Allah's what? Allah's saying, you can never force my hand. What does that mean? Allah has a hand. Allah's saying, I created Adam with my bare hands, with my hands. Allah has hands. Do you understand? The Prophet ﷺ in a hadith, you know, in a hadith in 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 in, in, uh, in Sahih Muslim, Inna Allah Azza wa Jal yabusutu yadhu bilayli liyatuba musi in nahar. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala opens his hands at night, and basically he lets those who commit sins during the day to repent at night. He accepts with his hands. Bring me, you know, repent to me, and then. During the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah basically unfolds his hands and tells people, repent to me for those that you sinned at night. So those who sin at night, when they repent during the day, Allah forgives you by, you know, doing the motion with his hand. Allah opens his hands to accept your repentance. Uh, And then during the night, Allah does the same thing for those who uh, sin during the day. This is authentic hadith. You know, here's the thing. Hadith al-Shafa'ah, the, the, the hadith that we will talk about, probably you're going to spend maybe a whole episode about when we get to the Day of Judgment. Uh, when all the people, all of mankind would want to rush the judgment. They are standing for years and years and they can't even sit down. And they, and they, are, they have anxiety. They want a lot to start judgment. So they will go to every prophet and messenger. So they will start by going to prophet Adam to basically ask him, Please ask Allah to start judgment. So they're gonna go. This is a hadith by the Prophet. They will go to Prophet Adam and they say, they will say, Ya Adam, Anta Abu al-Bashar, Allah created you with his hand. The Prophet is telling us this hadith. So this is a proof. Now, this is not a metaphor that Allah is capable of, you know, creating. No, 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 no. We do not do that. When the Prophet ﷺ tells us Allah has a hand, when Allah Himself in the Quran tells us He has a hand, Allah has a hand. You have to affirm Allah's attribute. Allah does not play games with us. Allah does not give us metaphors without telling us. You know, like we, we cannot speak on behalf of Allah. We cannot say, oh, oh, He must have meant that. No. 
You know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us metaphors or lessons to learn, Allah says, Kamathal. Allah always in the Quran says, Kamathal ghaytin ajab al kuffar nabatu. Allah saying, This life is nothing like, you know, a plant that looks beautiful to people. Kamathal. Allah literally tells you, This is a metaphor. But for us to try to, uh, you know, speculate this is a metaphor, it's not allowed in Islam because if Allah gives us a metaphor, Allah tells us it's a metaphor. You understand? Allah does not leave things up to speculation with us. So no, when Allah says he has a hand, that means he does have a hand. So that is regarding, you know, uh, the hand part. Regarding the fingers, the Prophet the very famous hadith, the Prophet says what? The hearts of all of the children of Adam, all of mankind, are in the hands of Allah. And Allah SWT basically keeps flipping them between his fingers. All the hearts of mankind are between two fingers from the fingers of Allah SWT. This is as explicit as it gets. Now, this is not a metaphor, but basically this is also telling us that Allah can flip your heart. This is not a metaphor. The physicality of it is not... The Prophet ﷺ would never make an assumption. You guys understand this. Allah told the Prophet ﷺ that he has hands. Then he literally... Now, some might say, well, how is that not a metaphor? To clarify this point, I just want to you know, uh, clarify it a little bit. The action itself, like the, the, the physical action of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala flipping the, 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 the hearts between his two fingers... That is a metaphor. And it's, by the way, by all the, the scholars, when they interpreted the, the hadith, it's a metaphor. And it's obviously a metaphor because, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's basically a metaphor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, can change your heart from good to bad, from bad to good, depending on your intentions, right? We already discussed this before. However, the Prophet ﷺ, when he is stating that hadith, he is affirming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fingers. The Prophet ﷺ would not claim that Allah has fingers, even using them as a metaphor, right? So, I just again, for the sake of confusion, the, the fact that Allah has fingers was never a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. What Allah does with the fingers, like flipping, you know, uh, or turning the hearts of mankind, that is a metaphor. You guys got it. It's very clear from the hadith, by the way. The fact that Allah has a fing has fingers is not a metaphor. The fact that Allah flips the hearts and turns the hearts, that is a metaphor. So I just want to make that clear. Okay, so in, in this hadith, we have two things. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fingers is not a metaphor. That is a fact. The Prophet is telling us Allah has fingers, two of his fingers, right? Like two of his old, like, you know, total number of fingers. This is literally the hadith. But what Allah does in terms of the hearts is a metaphor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can switch your heart in a second or in a heartbeat. Okay? Now let's go to the third one, which is does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have feet? We all know the famous hadith. And again, we're going to get to it on the day of judgment, inshallah. On the day of judgment, hellfire will keep asking Allah, bring me more disbelievers. I want to feed off of them. I want this health. By the way, Hellfire will speak on a day of judgment. As a matter of fact, Hellfire speaks now. Jannah speaks now. They speak to Allah. Yes. We're going to get to that, inshallah, in a lot of detail. And I promise you, on the day of judgment, inshallah, next season. However, now, for now, we need to understand that on the day of judgment, this is not a metaphor. This is what's going to happen on the day of judgment. Hellfire 
will keep asking Allah, Oh Allah, bring me more disbelievers, more oppressors. Bring me more people who are, you know, horrible, terrible people. I need more. Basically, Hellfire is feeding on those people. Feeding on them because they are terrible people. Now, Hellfire will keep consuming, literally consuming disbelievers. Consuming terrible people. And it's going to say, Hal min mazid. It's going to keep telling Allah, Oh Allah, I need more. Give me more. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is in an authentic hadith, will put his feet inside of hellfire to close it on its uh, on Allah's feet. Basically to make it wrap around his feet. Then he will remove his feet and hellfire will close. What does that tell you? Allah has feet. Allah has feet. This is again not a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. Allah has feet. That Allah will physically put in how fire you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically Allah, it's an act of mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah out of his mercy out of mercy will put his feet in hellfire to stop hellfire from consuming more people this is going to be out of Allah's mercy you guys understand so this is it, again this is in the Quran in the sunnah you cannot say that none of is because if you say this this is a metaphor. You're blind what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment. You're saying this scene won't happen on the Day of Judgment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you it will happen. The Prophet told you it will happen. For you to say Allah doesn't have feet, you're blind the entire scene on the Day of Judgment. Do you understand that? This is, this is a problem if you think like that. Now, another thing, and this is pretty obvious, by the way, uh, the, the famous verse in the Quran, the verse of Kursi, remember? We talked about this so much, alhamdulillah, so many times. The, the, the verse of Kursi, Ayatul Kursi, which is the most, by the way, this is the most beloved verse to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most beloved verse to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ayatul Kursi, the verse of Kursi from the chapter of Baqarah, by the way. And we remember we said you should recite it before you go to bed every, every night because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you from all the shayateen, from all the devils, from all the evil jinn, if you recite that every single night. Okay. Do you guys know what is the meaning of Al-Kursi? Do you guys know? The Kursi is literally the footstool of Allah. The footstool of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have the throne and then you have the Kursi. The Kursi is literally the footstool of Allah. This is where Allah puts his basically foot or feet on. Do you guys understand? This is as explicit as it gets. Why would Allah have footstool when Allah doesn't have feet? Think about it. Why would Allah need, oh, Allah doesn't need anything, but why would Allah create a footstool when he doesn't have feet? Do you understand? Again, this is not a metaphor. The kursi that we recite every night, we, show, we should recite every night, literally means the footstool. And it's so big, so massive, that it fills in between the heavens and the earth. Of course, the, the throne itself is way more bigger than the footstool of the throne, right? But again, it's, it's just a proof right there in the Quran, something that we almost should recite every, uh, you know, almost every night. We should recite it every night. And it literally tells us this is, it's the title of it is the footstool of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or, or of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I just wanted to let you know, because again, it's most famous verse and nobody, a lot of people don't know that it means the footstool of Allah. 
So if, you, if you're saying that Allah doesn't have feet, then how do you explain this? How do you explain it? Okay? Allah smiles. Did you guys know? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala smiles. Did you even know that Allah laughs? Allah even laughs. Yadahakullah. This is not blasphemous. This is in the sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ in an authentic hadith by Abu Huraira and Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim tells us what? Yadahakullahu ila rajulayni yaqtulu ahaduhum al-akhar fayadukhulani al-jannah Allah laughs it's going to sound weird in the beginning but I'll, I'll explain after laughs when two men fight each other and they both kill uh, one of them kills the other but they eventually both go to Jannah what does that mean? this is well the Prophet explains the hadith the first one was fighting for the sake of Allah and let's say that the second one is a disbeliever and by the way that happened a lot during the time of the Prophet right so the disbeliever kills the, first, the believer so let's say that the two men are fighting one is a believer one is a disbeliever or one is a believer one is the oppressor now the oppressor, the evil at the time, the bad one at the time, kills the believer. So what happens to the believer? Inshallah, he dies as a martyr or she dies as a martyr, they enter paradise, right? Now what about the second one? The second one repents to Allah, becomes a Muslim, does good deeds, and then later on dies. He also or she also enters Jannah. Now they're both in paradise and they meet each other. And they're like, hey, what's up? Literally, it's like, you killed me. Yeah, but I, I know I repented. And that situation makes Allah laugh because it has a happy ending, a beautiful ending. Two people, one of them murders the other. But then they repent. They go back to Allah sincerely and then they die. And they both enter Jannah and they meet one another. Very awkward situation. And Allah laughs. Not to make fun of them because it's such a poetic, beautiful situation. They hated each other in this life, but then they ended up together in Jannah. But by the way, a lot of companions, they killed Muslims before they became Muslims themselves. They were disbelievers. They were idol worshippers. And they killed Muslims. And then they repented and they felt terrible. Khalid ibn al-Walid, come on. He gave so much trouble to the Muslims before he became a Muslim himself. He meets all those he, who he killed in Jannah. Imagine that situation. But they won't feel any hatred because Jannah is just going to be a beautiful place. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will extract hatred, all the negative emotions from people once they enter Jannah. So it's a very interesting situation. And Allah laughs to that because again, not to mock people. And again, if Allah wants to mock us, he has the absolute right. None of us can say why, what is happening. But Allah is above that. Allah is almighty. But Allah laughs and Allah smiles and Allah gets happy. Remember that the story that the Prophet told us when uh, someone who lost his, his horse or his camel, right? And he fell asleep and then woke up and did not find the camel, started looking for the camel because the camel, and he had all of his things, belongings, it would, you know, hanging on the camel. Then when he found the camel, he was so happy that he said, Oh Allah, Allahumma, anta abidi wa ana rabbuk. Oh Allah, I'm your Lord and you are my slave. He, now, what, what just happened here? The man was so happy, was so happy that he stuttered and said the wrong thing. Instead of him saying, oh Allah, I'm your slave. Allahumma ana abduk wa anta rabbi. He said, Allahumma, he, he, he flipped it. Instead of him saying, oh Allah, I'm your slave and you are my Lord. He said, oh Allah, I'm your Lord and you are my slave. He just made an honest mistake just because he was extremely happy. 
The Prophet I'm saying, do you remember? Do you see how this man was so excited and so happy to the degree that he made that honest, major mistake, but honest mistake, right? Imagine that Allah is more happy. The Prophet is telling us, Allah is more happy than that man when someone repents sincerely and goes back to the straight path. So at the end of the day, Allah has attributes. We talked about that. Allah has attributes. You cannot deny that as a Muslim. He has a physical essence. He has hands, he has feet, he has, you know, uh, fingers, he smiles, you know, he laughs, he gets happy. Whatever Allah tells us he does, he does. Whatever Allah tells us he has, he has. There is no questioning that. There is no metaphors. You cannot speculate. We mentioned this before when you talked about the episode when we described Allah, when we're talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God in Islam, and we said what? You cannot make analogy on uh, when it comes to Allah because you can never understand Allah. You do not make analogy on something that you do not simply understand. So when Allah tells us something, that means it's literal and it's not a metaphor unless Allah says the word kamathal, meaning Allah is telling us this is a metaphor. But when it comes to all these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never told us that these attributes are a metaphor. And I hope that answers your question and I hope that you know clarifies this. If this was confusing to someone or to any of you guys, I hope that this clarified it. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.